welcome to episode 377 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Thank you for every kindness. Thank you for our children. For the first time I saw them. Thank you for being someone I was always proud to be with. For your guts. For your sweetness. For how you always looked. For how I always wanted to touch you. God... You were my life. Especially, I apologize for every time I ever failed you. Especially this one. Nice. It's from uh, What Dreams May Come. Cool. It was one of those movies, like, for some reason it came into my mind. I don't know why. Um, but it just it popped into my head. Like It's like a movie I started thinking about. And um, I was thinking to myself, well, I really should rewatch it at some point. It's All been right. years since I've seen it. Uh, but it's like, like from like a c- cinematography standpoint, it's a beautiful film. But also, like Robin Williams is really good in that movie. Yeah, he is. He's, he is good. You know, I mean, I mean, he's good in just about damn near everything he's ever done as an actor. You know, right. but like it's like it's like one of those. It, it was like one of those weird things. It was like I don't know. It's a it, it it's a beautiful movie in my opinion. I, I just think like it's a piece of, like, that that. It's one of those rare movies I sit down and I look at it as a piece of art. Because right. the way it's shot, the way it looks, everything about that movie is is very artistic in my opinion. Yeah. That's good, Phil. Yeah. So how are you, sir? I'm all right. Hanging yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Busy week. Yeah, pretty busy. Yeah. End up watching uh, the rest of the Umbrella Academy. Did you? Mm. What did you think of that? It was good. Yeah. Season two lived up. I oh, thought. yeah. I, I thought season two was very good. Yeah, yeah. Like, didn't miss a beat. It was as good as the first season. Yeah, I thought it was great. I love, I love that scene. Minor spoiler alert. When the... the the two brothers show up at the the apartment, and the dude's dead, and the the Swedes had written that on the floor in yeah. blood. And so they like they look up, they like think it's a name, so they look up in the phone book, and it's some some little old Swedish lady. <laughs> like, you take one of ours, we're taking one of yours. <laughs> you know, yeah. the yeah. smart brothers show the rest. It's Swedish for eye for an eye. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, wrong number. <laughs> Nice. It was like so funny. Like that was like one of those like odd moments. Like I was like, that is really fucking funny. Right. Yeah, because you can see those two idiots doing that. Right, right. You know. But I thought overall, this is a fantastic season. Yeah, I thought it was very centered around Klaus this time, which was good. Well, I thought I thought they did a good job of. A better job in this season than they did in the first season of the family as a whole being a focus instead of it just being really one or two characters. Yeah, they did, but I think Klaus was way in the front there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of Klaus. Yeah. And but, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of Klaus next season because I'm, I'm sure his cult, like, it's like, what, what's the butterfly effect of everything that they did? Right. 
you know, like, especially with Klaus being the biggest because, like, you know, he basically started a, a cult based upon 80s and 90s music. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, the, I, I think the next season is going to be really interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, and I liked his, the interaction of the, the ghost brother. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Especially when he were, I think one of my favorite moments is when he actually saw Diego in Klaus's body. Yeah. It was a really cool moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But um, he did really good. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. So, but I thought all in all, touched on a lot of points of that time period which i thought was really good it encapsulated yeah. that time period pretty well yeah yeah now i know oh but that fight scene that showed them all together yeah oh that was wicked that was that was the first time you saw um the full potential yeah and then it's the first time you saw vanya like as Vanya, yeah. like what you spit, you know what I mean, with the eyes yeah. and the flying, and then yeah, even showed the squid arms from the brother, yeah, up on the roof, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, Klaus bringing the dead in, it was that was there's some good shit going on in in that freaking that small yeah. sequence scene was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I was so impressed with that scene. I was like, oh, my God. Now, it's like real. Now, I know Anna and Bree had volume one of the Umbrella Academy. Right. Did you ever read that? I never read it. Okay. I mean, I flipped through it, but I never actually read, read it. Right. Because I picked up all three volumes. Uh-huh. So I'm going to sit down and read those soon. Yeah. It's good, man. <laughs> yeah. But um I I'm playing catch up at the moment in, in many ways. Um I watched all of season one of uh The Boys. Okay. Damn, that's good. You didn't see it before? No, because I didn't know I had Amazon Prime. Ah. Uh, did you like that shit? Oh yeah. Oh, is it good, huh? Yeah. And tell me that ending didn't fuck you up. <laughs> it did. Oh, it I was really like, did. what? Yeah. I was like, damn. But yeah, I mean, it, that was really like, and like, I liked that it was only eight episodes. There was no filler. Uh, and not, not that I think like, like the Umbrella Academy doesn't have filler episodes. Like, like it, it plays out well for a 10 episode season, but like, I'm, I'm glad they resisted the urge to, to say, hey, let's go 10 episodes. Right, right, right. You know, like, eight wraps us up. Let's just do eight. Right, you know? right. And I, I thought that played out very well, and I, I liked it a lot. And, um, you know, I mean, Carl Urban is just Carl Urban. I mean, you know, we, we, we've gushed about Carl Urban enough here. He, 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 he ranks right behind. He right, ranks right behind the great Ewan McGregor. Yeah. You know. He was great in this show. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I'm I'm looking forward to season two. And um I started watching uh Jack Ryan. 
Okay. I'm about halfway through season one. Okay. How do you like that? I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Second season's pretty good, too. Like, I, I like John Krasinski as Jack Ryan. Yeah. Um, I like the way he's playing Jack Ryan, and the, the character. And I, I like the guy who's playing, you know, Jim Greer. Uh-huh. And you're, you know, you're seeing that relationship between those two develop that, you know, when we watch the movies later on, as an older Ryan and an older Greer, you see where that relationship developed. Right, right. You know, and um, I've I've just been very impressed with it as a show. I think it, you know it's a, I think it's a very tight show. I think it does a, a very good job so far of telling the story that it's telling. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've I've been enjoying the hell out of that. But I I also watched though um I watched the first episode of Muppets Now. Okay. On Disney Plus. Uh, I didn't. What is that? It's a it's a Muppet show. Okay. Okay, but it's like. New? Yeah. And it's like. It's kind of odd because it's like, it's segments. So like like the first episode, like the first segment is like Miss Piggy doing like a thing, and then you know like she has Linda Cardellini on, and I mean, it was like this. It, it's interesting, um, but it's, it's like hard to describe because it's not it's not like a it's not like the Muppet Show, it's not like that the the primetime show that they did a couple years ago. Uh-huh. It, it's it's like an odd like like i don't want to say it's like a variety show because it's not because that would be more like the muppet show it's like but it's just like these like odd segments of like you know like miss piggy did this thing or you know it was like you know personal style and you know shit like that and then there was a a segment with the swedish chef where he was like supposed to be competing with another you know chef and they were supposed to be cooking the same thing and of course you know the swedish chef got it all fucked up Mm. you know and then there was a the same where you know Kermit interviews RuPaul and uh, yeah, it was like it was, it was interesting it was fun I enjoyed it but it, it was very different from what I was I was expecting I guess right you know I have to check it out I didn't, I never saw it yeah I, I, there's two episodes I've only watched the first one though yeah and uh, the other thing I watched I watched a ton of shit this week but on the other thing I watched was um the premiere of Lower Decks okay as a Star Trek cartoon. Oh, how was that? It's okay. Yeah. I, I, I had a few laughs during the first episode. Um, I I think it I think it has it has the potential to be like it, it's it's a show that's poking fun at Star Trek, but not poking fun at Star Trek in a okay. way. Like on the ship that they're on, like you know, like the the senior staff, they're full of themselves. They're just out for glory. It's like, it's the guys on the lower decks that are doing the real jobs. Okay. You know, and it's interesting. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Um, you know, I'd, I'd recommend it, but it's, it's definitely a, a different take on the Star Trek universe as far as like, 
it takes itself seriously without taking itself seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it has reverence to the source material. Like, they're not trying to poke fun at the source material, but at the same time, they are kind of trying to poke a little bit of fun at it. Okay. I, I, I that's the best way I could describe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not qu- like it's not quite Archer. Okay. Like Ar- Archer takes like the spy genre and like you know really pokes fun at it, which I and I like that. I like it a lot. Like it, but at the same time, this is kind of like it's poking fun at it without like doing it in a nonsensical way. Okay. I guess. Alright. I mean, I'll definitely watch episode two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. That that's that's everything I watched. It's a ton of. That's a list. It was well. I'm taking every Friday off in August. Okay. Yeah, I just I got all these personal days I can use up, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna take four three day weekends in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's all right. What the hell? You know. So, so this was the first one, so I like you know I spent like Friday like binge watching the boys. Uh. Uh-huh. And then um I wrapped that up yesterday then i started on jack um jack ryan um but uh i also i i had some excitement today going back to last weekend so last sunday um i had to take nancy's car and she needed new rear brakes okay so i told her i'd I'd take care of it for and um I took it down. I had to take it to Pep Boys, and the they had to order. They couldn't do it that day because they needed to order calipers. She needed new calipers. Okay. So I spent like two and a half hours there last Sunday, uh-huh. and then um, I had to go back today to get it done. So I was there for another two and a half hours, <clears throat> and um. I mean, it's one thing I hate is like, like when you sit at Pep Boys, all you smell are tires. Right. You know, so like, even with a mask on, I, I, you just that that that's permeated smell of rubber is just penetrating you and getting in there. You're like, oh, how do people work in these conditions? <laughs> you know, this is awful. But um, when I got done with that, so that's like it's like 1130. I got done with that and I um. So I decided I'm going to go get myself a haircut. I needed a haircut bad. And, um, yeah. <laughs> rhetorical question. I'm going to guess you haven't been any place to have your haircut. You just do it yourself, right? Yeah, I just shave it myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I went, I went to, um, where the fuck do I got? It's over there in Oak Park Mall. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Great clips. That's right. Okay. So, as I'm pulling in the White Oak, um, I go on the app and I check myself in. There was no wait yeah. time. Yeah. But I figure I'll just, you know, check myself in before I even get there. I pull in, I get out, and as I'm walking up, the receptionist meets me at the door outside. Okay. And she, oh, she's got a, her iPad. She's like, have you checked in yet? I'm like, yeah. I gave her my name. She's like, okay, yeah, I see you here. And um, 
she then asked me, have you been out of the state within the past 14 days? Yeah. Well, no, I have not. Yeah. Have you been in, Have you been in contact with anybody who shows symptoms of you know the coronavirus, or or have you expressed symptoms of the coronavirus? I'm aware of no. And she takes my temperature. She's got a, a touchless you know thermometer. Yeah. Takes my temperature. My temperature is good, and um, she lets me in where somebody immediately is able to take me. The entire time I have to have a mask on. Yeah. You know, which I, again I, I understood, but I was like. It was just weird because, like, at one point, like, you know, the, the the woman is trying to take care of my my around my ears, and she has to unhook. She's like, "I need you to hold your nose, hold your mask against your nose, while I unhook this." So I'm like, "Okay, great." You know, so she unhooks it and gets around the ears and then hooks it back up. I was like, it was, like, it was just a weird like it was a weird experience because I haven't, you know, I didn't rush to go get a haircut once they opened up because I, you know whatever you know but i re- I, I had reached a point where it's like okay i really need a haircut <laughs> you know yeah and you know oh look there's zero wait time now that's good <laughs> you know so yeah. I, I figured i might as well just go ahead and get it done but it, it was a unique experience that i you know i haven't encountered yet like you know mm-hmm. you know my, my experience is basically going to giant eagle where like they just kind of look at you and go yeah that, that card's clean you know yeah Okay, yeah. thank you. You know, so that was an interesting experience I've never encountered before. Yeah, that's every day for me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. <laughs> we have to get checked every time we go in. Yeah. You just get temperature checks. The whole questionnaire, temperature yeah. check, mask. Yeah. It could be a fresh mask. Yeah. But yeah. Every day. <laughs> how, how, I mean, you know, just out of curiosity, how often have they tested you? Like, are you tested like once a week? Tested? Yeah. I'm not tested. You're not tested at all? No. Okay. No. No, just the, just the verbal test. Yeah. The temperature check. Right. Verbal check and temperature check and mask every day. Yeah. I mean, every day I go into work. Right. Yeah. 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 I know where I work. Like, if you if you go into the office, I know you have they, they do that to you every day when you go in to the office. Yeah. You know, it's a temperature check and the you know and that that rigmarole. So, but you know, clearly I'm not going. You know, I stop myself at the door, ask myself those questions. Right. Check check my temperature rectally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 97.3. They're just being safe. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. they're checking. <laughs> huh? At least they're checking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, and everybody has to wear a mask. Like, it's weird, like, you know, at your desk, you don't have to wear a mask because you're on the phone. Yeah. But um, they said like the second you get up from your desk, you have to have a mask on. Oh really? Yeah. So you gotta go 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 to the bathroom, mask. You go to eat. I guess like you know, you're not allowed to sit with anybody. And you know, actually, I tell you, allowed to take your mask off like when you're sitting down to eat. Yeah. But you can't like you know 
like I would sit with somebody like when I go to when I'd eat my dinner, like we'd we'd take our break together and we'd sit together and talk. Yeah. You know, well, I guess that shit wouldn't fly. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the St. Louis Cardinals need to do that. Why? What's up with them? Well, apparently last week they had a number of players and personnel test positive for COVID-19. And now they've got an outbreak, apparently. They've got more people testing positive. Because they had a a series this weekend that got canceled. They were supposed to play the Pirates Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that series just got canceled. I did. Yeah. So now they're going to have to find a way to make that up with double headers. And it's like... Not it's just going to be one team after another. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah no, no good can come of this whatsoever. I mean, it's just... It's, it, it's happening. It's like, you see dominoes falling as they go. Like, you know... And a lot of times it doesn't take one team off the road. It takes two teams off the road. Because the team you were playing, they've been exposed... Now they've got to come off the road and and you know quarantine for a few days to see if anybody comes up with you know a positive case. You know it's, it's like right. sucks. You know it does suck right now. Yeah, <clears throat> on all aspects. Yeah, the Penguins are out of the bubble. <laughs> oh God, I can't even. Yeah, I know. It it's if it's rough to like. I, I get it. Like you know, one it's a best of five, so like all you need is one hot goaltender to like really fuck that up, and that's Carey Price was a hot goaltender. Uh. You know, for he got hot in that series, and when you have that, they, you can steal three games easily. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, you look at that last game. I mean, I mean, Jari let one shot get by him. <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> Carey Price and, and the Penguins had a lot of good opportunities. <laughs> you know, and that's gonna keep, boy. Yeah, they're gonna keep Jari. Yeah, I think so too. I'm absolutely positive. Yeah, but but the other side of it too is it's like it's August hockey, like. I get it. Like, I heard people like, you know, the Penguins didn't play very motivated, and you know, they didn't look that good. I think it's tough to get up for like August hockey. I'll bet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it if it, 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 it even as a fan, it felt very unnatural. Yeah. Like I had a hard time. Like I only got to watch one game, but like, like even like from the outside looking in, like trying to like you know just catch updates and stuff. I was like, eh, I'm really not feeling this. I am. You know, it just wasn't there. Like, like that excitement, like, even like a, with, with, with game four, with it being do or die, like, I was sitting there like, eh, they win, they win. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which is right. very unusual. Like, with playoff hockey, like, you're, you're, you're digging in. You know? Right. 
Right. I was very relaxed watching that game. Like, eh. Crosby hit the hit the bar. Eh. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Any other season, I'd be on the edge of my seat, like going nuts. I don't know. I I had a little bit of that fire Did when you? I was watching it. Yeah. But it did seem to be like. Eh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there were points in the game where I was like, you know, I was, you know, Penguin yeah. fan again. You know what I mean? Hockey fan again. Yeah. You know, looking at the trailers, looking at the shot, looking at the setups. But um, is it disappointing? Yeah, it's disappointing. Just because there was, you know, a sport that I enjoyed. Yeah. I was on my home, you know, my team. Yeah, four games. And now it's gone. Yeah. Unless you're gonna watch any some other teams play. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that's history. So. Well, it'd be tremendous though if they get the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Because they're in they're the lottery. They yeah, got a lot of older players. <laughs> huh? There's a lot of older players. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I just, but I mean, just think about like. The NHL would be an uproar if the Penguins got the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, I know. It would, like, every NHL fan, like, it's a fix. The fix is in. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then the Penguins choose a goaltender. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I mean, like... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they're getting up there, man. I mean, Crosby's, yeah. what, 33? Yeah. Malkin's 34. Yeah. Latang's old. Latang's young thirds, yeah. I think. So they have a lot of young talent. Don't get me wrong. There's some good talent on that team. Oh yeah. I mean, you look at guys like Gensel. I mean, yeah, but I mean, they're they're recruiting, scouting, and stuff like that is like money. Yeah. But you know, they do have some older players, and so Crosby. I could I could probably safely say this though. Crosby's gonna be good for another five or six years. Good. Yeah. Not saying great, but good. Yeah. I mean he's good to go. Yeah. Malkin, I don't know, he's probably got a couple left in the tank yeah. before he goes to Europe. Yeah, no, I mean talks. there's gonna there's gonna be a point where he like he takes off, you know, for that big Russian money where the you know, they'll pay the aging stars millions yeah. of dollars just to show up. Yeah, but um, well, Tang probably has a couple good years left in him. But you know, just a bad year all around. But it's kind of a wasted year, right? Sort of, in a sense. It is like it's, but it's a it's a weird year. Like it's like it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you look back at like where they were, and I, and they were on a bit of a downward spiral when the season was was uh shut down right and you gotta wonder like would they have been able to pull themselves out of that you know they would have been the fifth seed probably yeah in the playoffs you know <sighs> it, it, and when the timings right like when you get into march and april hockey you know things ratchet up a little bit like i said i mean I, it's I, I can't i I'm, I'm sure they had a very hard time because like, you, you, there's a build to that yeah. You know, and there was no build to this. Like, it was just like, okay, 
go go play Montreal. Right. Best of five. Good luck. <laughs> you know. So I, I and that's like you know. And I, I don't want to shit on like what the, the NHL decided to do. I think it was a smart thing. But at the same time, I'm looking at what the NBA is doing. You know, they they're playing eight regular season games to build into that playoff run. Right. You know, so there's a ramp. There, there's a little bit of a ramp up that these team that those teams can have before the playoffs start to build right. some tension, I guess. Right. And um, I just wonder if that that would have been more beneficial, like a style, a playoff, uh, a, a restart style like that, where you played maybe four or five games to build to the playoffs and then just had a regular playoff, you know, eight seed playoff. Right. I don't know, though. But I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I, I just I feel like like if you, I just think it would be it's very hard to like get into that mode like just like bam like okay you had you had a short training camp go play playoff hockey right right you know i don't know i don't know either when is it supposed to start up next year i'm thinking december jesus and playing through summer again like that well i mean i don't think they want to i don't know but like the problem becomes like okay like you know with once the, you know now that the playoff the regular playoffs start these are seven game series you know you're talking two more months so you're talking you know the rest of August right September and then into October right more than likely so you get to mid October by the time the season's done and now you have to have your free agency period you have to have your draft. And you have to have right. another training camp. Right. So you're trying to jam all of that in and then then start a new season. So, yeah, I think they're looking at like a December, a mid-December start date. But I don't know how they, they play it going into, you know. Right. Do you, do, you, do you like not have an all-star weekend because you can't afford to lose those dates? You can't you can't afford to take teams off the road for for five days, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, we're trying, to fit, no we're trying to fit an 82 game season in, you know, in three months. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Yeah, I ain't sure to playing every other day. Yeah, every other day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to find it, but well, they haven't. They haven't really announced anything yet. But I mean, just based upon like you know, just the logistics of it, and that's what you'd have to be looking at. Yeah, I don't just, know how they're gonna do it. Cause, I mean, yeah. you don't want them to play. You know what I mean? What's your free agency period? A week? <laughs> you know, like you got a week to like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a, a feeding frenzy for a week of, of trying to get these players signed before you head into camp. I was looking. It's a, I don't know. Yeah. 
It says October still. I don't know how they're going to do it. No, anyway. they well, they can't. Talk about I mean, yeah, they, obviously they can't. All right. Anyway. So. Uh. So. I had a bunch of stuff to talk about last week that, amazingly, we really didn't need um, because our guest, Jason, was just so damn talkative. <laughs> Which is a good thing. I mean, we, that, was, that was the fastest two hours I've ever experienced. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So... Oh, don't tell me I'm losing you again. There you, oh, there's some movement. Okay. So, one of the things I want to talk about was, you know, we did have Comic-Con. Yeah. And Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. It, it, was, it was all on YouTube, essentially. Like, a lot of it was, I think all of it was all pre-recorded. Um, like, where they did Zoom chats, pre-recorded it, and then put it up on YouTube for for you to view. Um, yeah. Well, apparently, at the time of this article, which is two weeks ago, this has basically been a bust. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, they said they were averaging, like the panels that were, were being viewed on an average of 15,000 views, which isn't I guess in the world of YouTube, isn't all that much for something that would have been this big. Right. Um, now, I mean, in all honesty, like there wasn't that much I wanted to look at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. of, of all the stuff that they kind of did, there wasn't much that caught my attention where I said, oh, I got to make sure I view that at some point. Right. And I think the other problem becomes, like, it, because it was on YouTube, I think a lot of people were just like, ah, I'll watch it when I watch it. Yeah. Like, there's no rush to see it, per se. Right. Um, do, do you, so I guess my, my first question is, do, do you think... This sinks the future of digital cons like this? Yeah, pretty much. Unless there's groundbreaking shit that's coming out. But it doesn't help that Disney and... You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. They're doing their own thing. Right. Not just Disney, but, you know, who else? Um, well, Warner Brothers is doing that fandom event later this month. Right. Um, which I mean, like that's gonna have apparently a trailer for a Suicide Squad. It's gonna have a trailer for the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, there's all sorts of stuff apparently they're 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 gonna be unveiling um, with that. Right. So you can imagine that response. Right. So what if they did it here? Right. Well, I mean, they like, I, I guess the thing, like. I'm not blaming the idea. The concept, I don't think, is a bad concept. Right. But I, I think the problem is what they offered didn't appeal. Right. Like, there was nothing that they offered up where I was like, again, like, the only thing I kind of, I only want to say I even rushed to watch it 
but I, I did watch it was the uh, the Bill and Ted Face the Music panel. Right. You know, and even that was kind of like I watched that Saturday night, you know, well after it aired live. You know, I, I watched it, you know, before I went to bed. Right. So like it wasn't like I was in a big hurry to see this this either. Like I just caught it later. I was like, oh okay, that that was available today. Okay, let me go ahead and watch it. I, I think they did a, I think number one they did a poor job of of putting together the event. I I don't think, you know, unfortunately the 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 offerings that they offered were not were that interesting. But two, they really did a bad job of kind of promoting what was available. Yeah. And when it was available. Yeah. You know, and I'm a guy like I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, you know, I'm I got my fingers on the pulse, so to speak, a little bit. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know. But like enough that like I would I, you know, on a normal Comic-Con day, I know what's taking place when. Like I know when I want to pay attention for something. You know, with right. this there was nothing. Huh. It's kind of in the dark. Yeah, like I, you know, and it became like a thing where, like, you know, on Facebook, it was like all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, this this panel's available now. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, so, like, I didn't have a plan. Like, I wasn't sitting in front of my computer like I do on a normal Comic-Con, like, waiting for stuff to happen. Yeah. You know, I wasn't plugged into anything. It was just kind of like, oh, shit, okay, that's available now. Well, I'll catch that later. Right. You know, and went on with my day. But again, like I think the, the but the main part is just what you had to offer was not that interesting. Right. You know. And even even then, like some of it was it just it felt off. Like I watched the panel for Archer because I wanted to see they were they, they were doing a a uh, a trailer for season two during that panel. So I made sure I watched that. And um like that's a cast. Like when they're together, they riff off of each other very well. It's it's really funny. And like because it was all on Zoom, like they were all kind of afraid to do that because they were stepping on each other. Right. Like on the Zoom chat. And so like the time like like you could just feel like their their natural comedic chemistry as a group was off because it was on a Zoom. So it's like like there's a part of me like I thought this was gonna be a great idea, and after watching it, I was like, ah oh, man, this doesn't really work that much. Yeah. Like not like having them in the room together. Yeah, kind of feeding off each other. Yeah. So like I'm on the fence right now as to like whether I think this is a good idea or not going forward. Okay. Like because there's a part of me like still thinks like this could really work like is it, like the days of the physical convention are kind of done as far as like the shit like this because you can just do it digitally and it works really well. But yeah. there's another part of me that's also like man, there's nothing like like having like, that group of people together in front of a live audience and feeding off of that energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like I'm 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 conflicted on it. I don't I don't. Uh, you know, there's a part of me that wants it to work, and there's a part of me that's like it'll never work because you just can't do what you do. Right. You know. 
Yeah, it's just not. I don't know. It's just yeah. different. It was. It was different. I mean, and it's you know, in this day and age, I mean, it's what you had to do. Right. But um, like what 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 little I did watch, like you could just tell it just, and like I watched the Bill and Ted one, and you could tell that was edited. Like they edited the shit out of that. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of, I mean, you know, Kevin Smith was the moderator. And um, I don't know if it's because, like, you know, he let shit go or, or but you just tell, like, there were, like, like some hard stops and some some bad, like, cuts that you right. were just like, ooh, that was painful, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, even as somebody who doesn't edit shit, like, you know, or edit very little, I was just like, oh, that was a bad that was, you know, like you just tell, like, it was like that person had more to say. They just kind of cut that off and then edited it and went on to something else. Yeah. You know, so. That's the part where Jay came on and stuck his dick in Keanu Reeves' ear. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it exactly. Yes. <laughs> no way. No. That's Bill Winter for a double Dutch rudder. Yeah. yeah. No. No, we're done. <laughs> So, something that did catch my eye this week and made me laugh. I laughed. James Wan, he who directed the Aquaman movie. Hulk, uh, too, right? Was that Wan? Who directed Hulk? No, no, that was uh, Ang Lee. Ang Lee, sorry. Yeah. So James Wan's production company mm. is looking to jumpstart a feature film adaptation of the popular 80s TV series, Knight Rider. Oh, God. The story of a boy in his car. Uh now, I've been shit on numerous times, numerous times, because of my feel that Airwolf could be rebooted and made relevant today. So, Mike, before I say anything, I would like your thoughts on what, what, you, what you think a rebooted Knight Rider would do. Nothing. Okay. Nobody cares about that. nobody cares about a talking car, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't think that I, I just don't think the interest is there. I don't. I, didn't they try to reboot it already? Well, they tried to reboot it a couple of times. Yeah. I, one I mean, th- one time with Val Kilmer as the voice of Kit. <laughs> I just don't think it's there. I have no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I feel like... I think Airwolf has a better shot than Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like... It, the, the funny thing is, like, you look at Knight Rider, and it's like, so much of that technology has come to life, though. Yeah. You know, um... I mean, obviously, the, 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 the sentient car has not, but the self-driving capabilities um, 
have become more and more realistic as, as time has gone on here. That's something that's, you know, being pioneered. Um, yeah. You know, all, but also the, um, you know, the talking to your wristwatch. I mean, I know that goes all the way back to like Dick Tracy. You could say that, but you know, that, that seemed like very much a, you know, a precursor to the Apple watch. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I, I just, I, I my, my, my problem is like, I just don't think like the, the supercar idea works anymore. No, that's where the problem lies. Like I get like, it's the same thing with Airwolf. Like, you know, so like, I'm not going to be like called a hypocrite. Like I get it. Like I, I, I think the characters on Airwolf translate better. And that's why I think it's, it's available for a reboot where I don't think like Michael Knight translates well. No, I don't think so either. No, you know, and I, and the other character was the car. Right. You know, so it's like, I, I don't, I don't know how you can make that work. I mean, you know, sure you, you make him a Dodge charger or, or something, you know, I, I can see where you, you know, there are tweaks to it. You can make and make, you know, make the car cool, you know, Batmobile cool. But like that, I just don't think the the guy in his talking car works as a concept. I don't either, and I don't think it works. You know, cars can park themselves now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And self drive. Yeah. I mean, it's like old old science, sort of. Yeah, it's, kind of, it, it's almost outdated itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like looking back at Star Trek: The Next Generation, going, "Oh, we have that now, and we have that now, we have that now." You know, I mean, like so much technology was like, you know, from scientists, wa- you know, as kids watching the Next Generation, going, "Okay, we're gonna make these tablets happen," because I thought right. Jean-Luc Picard looked cool with his. You know, yeah. it's the same thing here. Like, you know, I, I'm sure that you know, Elon Musk was a big Knight Rider fan back in the day. You know, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I think it's interesting. Like, I, I get why you'd want to try to revamp the property, but at the same time, I just don't see how you can make it work as a property. Right. You know, even as a movie, like if if you want to do it, start as a movie franchise, not as a TV series, but as a movie franchise, I just don't see how you can make that work. I just don't think it holds water. No. I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. But it, it's funny because the other side of that is like, you know, what's the coolest car in the world? Well, it's the Batmobile. Yeah. You know, this is like, like the supercar still works in a way because like I look at the Batmobile and I'm like, you know, it's the car. Chicks dig the car. Right. You know, but yet the Batmobile doesn't talk to Batman. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. of all the shit the Batmobile does, it doesn't talk to Batman. Right. You know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You want to put a big Gatling gun on the front of it? I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know. Like, right. You. You want to make it go 500 miles an hour and Batman can drive it? I'm cool with that too. But you know. 
The second the Batmobile starts talking to Batman, I'm done. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. As soon as it becomes aware, I'm history. Yeah. Yeah. The only voice Batman talks to is Alfred. Mailbag. Now, last week, we had some technical difficulties. Hopefully, we don't have them this week. Um, Mailbag? Huh? During the mailbag or the whole show? Yeah. During the mailbag. Oh, mailbag yeah. only, it, 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 it cut out on us. Um, so, uh, this week, we're going to start with our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Okay. Because it cut out in the middle of his email. So, we're going to start from the beginning and uh, go from there. Tim writes in, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. Hola, mi amigos. I have returned. Sorry for the delay. I was hiking the Appalachian Trail. And by that, I mean spending a couple of months with my Argentinian mistress. <laughs> I kid. We all know I couldn't afford a Carrick mistress, other than one, one in Argentina. I don't know, man. I, those Argentinians, they, um, they might be coming at a decent price. <laughs> I kid. A uh, lot to catch up on, so I'll keep it brief. Disney Plus got a, a ton of extra downloads, not because people bought it for Hamilton. It's because a ton of husbands told their wives to take that shit to another room that didn't previously have Disney Plus downloaded onto it yet. <laughs> Makes sense to me, my friend. Yeah. Joe Montana wasn't a genius. He was an idiot. He was too dumb to know the pressure. There are stories of him being in the huddle at the Super Bowl, pointing out celebrities in the stands. He was methodical and too dumb to know he was in a pressure cooker. Check down, check down, throw. Check down, throw. Number one open, throw. That was it. I actually envy that existence. They say he, his intelligence is why he isn't an analyst or broadcaster. Just shucking Skechers shoes. Nice. Well, I'm not quite sure how to take that. <laughs> and screw you. I like watching a half hour of local news, then Jeopardy, then my favorite, Wheel of Fortune. Damn you, Vanna, and your access to the Fountain of Youth. Seriously. I'm awesome at wheel, as us fans call it. I could compete on that show. I legit believe that. My dad will literally watch the news from 4.30 broadcast all the way through 6 o'clock national news. I just hate it when the local news tries to cover the national stuff. Stay in your lanes and tell me about the potholes near my friend's house, quote-unquote, in Carrick. Nice. Direct TV. I can't remember why the hell this came up, but my opinion was was this was best company ever to deal with until AT&T bought them. After that, it was a total shit show. I had them and lost a feed in the middle of the Super Bowl to go the, the only Super Bowl to go into overtime. And they always blame the local affiliate when something goes wrong. Oh, we get the feed from the local channel. It's their fault. Well, Dick Wads, I don't pay WPXI for cable services. I pay you. 
stop fucking off. I, I hate to break this to Otter, but they were right. Like, we, when you, when you're DirecTV or, or Dish Network, or even the cable company, you're getting the feed from the local affiliate. The, you, the, the cable company or the, the satellite company doesn't control it. The local, the local affiliate does. So if the local affiliate cuts away from a game to, you know, show Heidi, that's the local affiliate that did that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so in that instance where, like, you know, the local affiliates cut away because they thought the game was over. You know, they had it timed out. This is the game was supposed to be over by this time, and now it's time for, you know, local news. Right. That's the, that's the local affiliate that does that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've experienced that. Like, you know, And unfortunately, that, that's just one of the situations where, like, that's a local affiliate decision. That's not something that, we, that the cable companies or the satellite companies control. They're just getting the feed from them. So, like, right. even, like, something like if you're watching, like, ESPN and ESPN cuts away from something, because, like, that's ESPN controlling that. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, I agree with all parties to po- that the post Order sixty six era in Star Wars, and frankly, everything around the Skywalker has been mined to shit. Let's go nuts and go way early or way later. Well, they are going way early with the the the, the High Republic or whatever it is they're they're doing. I guess next year now. <clears throat> right. As far as like in comic books and and literature. The Blue Jays in Pittsburgh would have doubled the amount of tax revenue in the city. 60 total games of millionaires working in the city and paying taxes, not to mention all the other boosts to the economy where everyone could use it. I agree, but then we see what's going on with Major League Baseball right now, and I can see where maybe the state was right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's, it, it, I, I get it. Like You're right. Like Man, 60 total games... Having, like, you know, people going out to, to eat, like, the players and the, the personnel going out to eat on the, on the North Shore, or, or like, it, it would be a big boon for an area that, that, you know, right now could probably use that big boon. Yeah. However, you know, as we're watching these dominoes fall, hindsight being 2020, I'm sure people in the, at the, you know, in Harrisburg again, yeah, we did the right thing. <laughs> you know. Baseball shouldn't pipe in sound or computer-generated crowds. Take the opportunity for people to watch baseball as it happens on the field. Totally cool to get to see the players yelling out cutoffs and things like that. Take advantage of the situation to do something unique instead of trying to simulate the same old experience that has baseball reeling over the decade. I agree. Like, I know it's a completely different sport, but many, 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 many years ago, the P- Pittsburgh had a CBA team called the Pittsburgh Piranha. They were, they were a one-year wonder. But Eden Park had, quote-unquote, box seats. And I got box seats one time for some ungodly reason. Somebody gave me these box seats. I guess nobody used these. But it was at the Palumbo Center, which is the home court for the University of Duquesne. They don't have box seats. So we ended up sitting at a table under one of the hoops. Okay. Like, 
like right at the baseline, essentially. Like, like literally, like he asked, like as they were taking us to the court, like to our seat, like we're walking across the court, and I'm like going, do I need to take off my shoes to do this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So the interesting thing was, and you don't know this unless you're that close to the to the action. Like the sh- it was interesting to hear the shit talk because I mean again. There were 30 people in the crowd, you know, so it wasn't yeah. like there was a, a lot of noise being made, but it was interesting to hear like the, the, the players talking shit to each other. It was like, you know, it was interesting to hear like, you know, as they were co- going like calling out the passes and stuff like that. It, it was interesting to see a different dimension of the game being that close to it and in an environment where there wasn't a ton of noise. So taking that and moving it to baseball or hockey or, or even football. It would be interesting, like just remove the crowd noise, mic up the players a bit more, mic make up the the field a bit more, so we can experience what the the game is at the professional level on the field. Right. That's what would be interesting to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It, instead of trying to create an experience that we've all experienced already, in all honesty, like especially for Major League Baseball, is kind of starting to fail. Make mm. the game more interesting by taking me inside the game a bit more. I hear yeah. you. Um, what else? Forget the 80s stuff. I say for the home opener, Seattle has Liam Neeson on the ice deliver his release the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart is going to do a Tribeca films on a screen in a parking lot. A... Tribeca movies blow. B, anyone who lives near a Walmart won't like a Tribeca movie. And C, anyone who likes Tribeca movies won't know how to find a Walmart without the Waz app and three pit stops at a microbrewery. Okay. That, that's I'll give you that point. <laughs> hey, Cyborg, if you think accountability is greater than entertainment... Enjoy the soup line at the Hollywood Homeless Shelter. Not saying you're wrong, just saying you're going to be broke. Okay. <laughs> All right, boys, missed you, and that should be enough for the ratings to, to dip, and for the that should be enough for the ratings to dip, and everyone to wish I go back in the seclusion. No, Otter, we love you. <laughs> I'd give you a hug, but COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um. And next up, we have our good friend Mongoose, better known as Irish Anthony. <laughs> Irish Thad, Irish. <laughs> the Mongoose writes in, "Hey Sean and Ian, the Premier League finished last week and Tottenham finished sixth and qualified for European competitions next season." I guess it's a good thing. I don't understand this. Like, I, I guess in soccer, there's a, you could like get kicked out of a league if you don't play good enough. Right. I got this baffles me. I don't understand that at all, but apparently that's something that's, that's a thing in, in European soccer. Hmm. Um, 
There were no crowds allowed at any of the matches, and on TV there was an option for choosing fake crowd noise or not. I found the fake found the fake crowd noise is really cringy, like canned laughter in a shit sitcom. Along with oohs and ahs, I can't be dealing with this shite, so I always watch without the crowd noise. Well, that's nice that they gave you the option. Yeah. Here in America, they're just piping it in like it, it's being it's not it's not even like being piped into the TV. It's like it's just piped into the stadium. Yeah. You know, so it's not like you can ha- like have the option to get rid of it because it's not for us. It's like they're for the players. Right, right, right. Which is weird. Um, it took a few weeks before the quality of football returned, but glad this season is over. Speaking of sporting documentaries, Amazon is releasing a series following Tottenham this season. You couldn't have picked the worst proxy season. We lose the biggest game in our history at the end of the season. The players and managers are all pissed off and results are dog shit. So the most popular manager in 50 years gets sacked. And 10 seconds later, a new manager is appointed who is one of the most successful coaches in the game, but generally regarded as a right bastard. Okay. We start off okay. Then it goes to shit as all of our best players get injured. Then COVID suspends the season, which allows the players to get fit again. But anyway, it was a shit season and all recorded on camera. I doubt it would gain us any new fans, maybe out of pity. <laughs> I got to tell you, like, and I've checked their website. Like, I want to support my friend. I want to support his team. But they don't sell ball caps. Like, there's no such thing as a soccer ball cap. Like, I, I, I want a cap with, like, the little Totem logo on it or something. They don't sell those. Scarves? Yeah, like, I'm not a scarf guy. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, give, give, give me a cap. I'll, I'll wear a cap for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's, like, I, 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 again, it's, like, one of those, like, what's the difference between, you know, American sports and European sports? Well, there, there's a big one, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, all the major sports here in America. I, I don't, I don't think, and I'm, will, I'm willing to bet you probably can't. Like I'm sure in MLS there's no such thing as a ball as a ball cap. Right. You know, but that's just because they're uh-huh. trying to emulate European traditions. Yeah. I don't, I don't get this. I don't get the scarf thing. But that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't, but I don't get that. Um, all this talk of the Schneider Cut was leaving me very underwhelmed until I heard Sean mention it's going to be approximately three hours long. I love a director's cut. Obviously, I don't need an extra hour of Sandra Bullock and Ryan Gosling crying together in a lake house or some shit, but generally, genre movies are better the more you give. Lord of the Rings is a prime example. Well, my friend, I mean, from what I, again, you know, what we've re- referred to, like, this isn't just a director's cut. This is an entirely different vision of what this movie should have been. Right. You know, I mean, Zack Snyder has gone on record saying, like, there will be no Joss Whedon shot footage in this at all. <laughs> so, 
It's going to be very interesting to see how this all works out. I can't wait. <clears throat> I'm still working from home, so still listening to a shitload of podcasts and albums. Discovered a new horror podcast called the Corn Syrup Podcast, who are two guys from that other state of, of Philadelphia. It is another state. You got that right. <laughs> they have started ranking all the Scream, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Chainsaw Massacre, Child's Play, and Friday the 13th movies. I finished a German series, Dark, a few weeks ago, and damn, it was good. I, I, a lot of people have talked about this. Yeah. It was really heavy going as in following what was going on as a lot of time travel going on, but it is so well shot, acted, and the storyline is fantastic. It's definitely one to watch with the phone away, not only to read the subtitles, but there's so much going on. I guess like, I, I don't mind subtitles, but like, I got to be in the mood to read. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> I guess it keeps me away from some of these like foreign shows that, like you hear so much about, like they're so damn good. Mm. Like Dark, I've heard nothing but good things about this. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but like I just got to be in the mood to read the entire yeah. show. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there, there's got to be, like I've got to be in the mood. Like I, I'm the weirdo that watches my anime dubbed, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm halfway through season two of the Umbrella Academy, and so far, so good. Well, I hope you finished that and enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah. I got to see the second chapter of it. Thought it was decent enough. Kind of dragged in parts. Great seeing King's cameo. I wonder how many kids these days knew who he was. Um... Though it was kind of sad for such an icon. Also love the thing homage. Been watching a lot of stuff on Shudder after accidentally signing up for a year. So getting my money's worth. As you should. They released a Zoom movie called Host, which is surprisingly really good. Lots of jump scares and well acted throughout. Just goes to show it can be made on a small budget. Uh, one big disappointment was the Hammer horror movie... The Abominable Snowman, <laughs> which is a movie I had read about for years but never seen. And now I know why. Even Peter Cushing couldn't save this. It plods for about 80 minutes, then Bigfoot turns up, looking like Harry and the Henderson's Yeti. Nice. Gives Peter a nod of approval, then fucks off. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Load of shite. Another good one was The Pool which was an Asian movie about a bloke who gets trapped in an empty swimming pool with an alligator. It sounds silly, but this is one of the most stressful movies I've ever seen. There was a good mix of old and new movies on the app, so plenty to keep me busy. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot to enjoy there. Yeah. Ian is also a, uh, a follower of the Shutter. Yeah, we have Shutter as well. Yeah. Anyway, for now, stay safe, Ant. And lastly, we have a new email from our good friend, Thad. Okay. Who writes to us. Hello, my two favorite hosts. You frequent the lady, ladies of the night. <laughs> told me he, Tim told me he went to a $5 hooker one time and got crabs. I said, what did you expect? Lobster? But I'm wrong. I started watching Marvel's The Runaways. Damn, that show is good. 
Huh. Even Platypus likes the show. I love Old Lace the Dinosaur. I haven't watched that yet. I've, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, I, I, I know it's on Disney+. Plus. I should give it a view. Yeah. Um... Can you smell la, 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 what the XFL is cooking? How about The Rock buying the XFL? <laughs> Woo-hoo. The XFL is back. I wouldn't go quite that far. Yeah. I, I know he's going to do something with it. I, I, I've, I have now joined the – like, and I know like it's tough. From what I understand, the XFL was doing relatively okay as far as like their ratings and whatnot went. And then you know you have COVID hit and it shuts everything down. Yeah. So they like they get hand, handed a, a really shitty hand, and Vince has to sell everything. And I mean, fifty million dollars for for this league is a steal, in my opinion. Yeah. But I I am kind of joining that that chorus of people who are like. Man, I don't know if spring football works. Yeah. Like, you can't go head-to-head with the NFL. I understand that. But I, I just, I don't I don't think, like, a, you know, like the, the USFL has been, like, the one major exception because they paid players exorbitant amounts of money to come and play in their league. You know, they, they, they were competing with the NFL for talent. Um. I don't know if any league can do that now, and especially a league that's owned by one person. When one person owns all the teams, you know, there's parity in the payroll, and you're not going to get go out and sign Trevor Lawrence from Clemson to come play in the XFL. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. It's it's. I, I think if you can find a way to make it work where you become a developmental program for the NFL – I think that's fantastic. I think you have to have a partnership with the NFL, but I, I just don't think I, at this point, I, I just don't think summer or spring football works. Yeah. You know, it's kind of tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I've been known to wear a gimp mask in the bathroom stall in Walmart and target a time or two. I think one time I scared Nancy. <laughs> Spe- speaking of this, and your, your GIMP story from last week. So last Sunday, I'm, I'm at Pep Boys. And the urge came upon me to drop a deuce. <laughs> so I go into the bathroom. And one like the light in, in the shitter stall is out. So it's already kind of darkened in there. And, of course, it's got like the, 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 the I'm, immediately I'm just like, where's the GIMP? Yeah. Where where when's he coming out? Like I, I kicked open that door, like like went around it like I was like, you know like stalking somebody with a gun. Like I was like, oh and you just you had me freaked out, so thanks a lot for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And <laughs> even while I'm sitting there dropping that deuce, I'm looking around waiting for the gimp to show up on the other side now. <laughs> you know, like it was like the mo- like I was like, you know, let me just drop and go. Let's not let's not dawdle here, you know. <laughs> Don't cramp up. Just get it out and get gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. 
I used to rent porn on Dish Network. I always called it and asked if it had any made-up titles. The best part was waiting for Sean to look it up. I would ask for Marion Ross fantasies. Banging Marion Ross. Old lady Marion Ross dukes on me. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, time to go. I have to call Dish Network and see if they have a new Marion Ross movie. No. No. We're done. (laughs) And that's it. That's the mailbag. Nice. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good. I'm good. I will remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, You can send us an email like these fine folks have. An email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just give us a uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. You'll be able to find us very easily. Uh, we are also a member of a couple of podcasting networks. Uh, we're a member of the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And always want to thank you, the listener, uh, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for your uh, your time. And I hope you enjoy our hijinks and or shenanigans each and every week. Yeah. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.